Hello and welcome to another episode of A Couple Okies Doing Life. It's been a while, but uh, I'm here with my lovely wife, Laurel. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we just uh, thought we would come on and uh, provide a few updates and then talk a little bit about uh, God's timing and, and promises and uh, just some things that uh, we've been reflecting on uh, over the last day or so, uh, actually a couple weeks probably, more so than, than a day. But uh, we made mention of a, of a possible book uh, coming from, uh, from Miss Palladino soon, and uh, so what's the, what's the latest on timing and all that good stuff? Um, we are going to push it to next year so that we don't rush, don't, don't make mistakes because we were in a hurry. Um, we've got picture for the book jacket taken. We've got a cover picked out. Um, should have been an easy task, but it was it was harder than I thought because I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted it to look like. So I was having to rely on those who have been doing this a long time. But I think we finally have settled on something, and I, I like it. It's gonna it's gonna look good. Um, I hope it reads well. I hope um, that it can reach people who it's supposed to reach. So. I'm I'm anxious for the next year to pass so that it can get out there and see what happens next. Yeah, and we'll start talking about it more and more as we get closer to release date. But uh, you know, we've got a we've got an aspiring author in the household that's uh, waiting for the release of her first book, and and uh, hopefully there'll be uh, more after that. Uh, I've got a few I got a few ideas. We've tossed tossed around a few ideas that are a little bit different than this first one, but. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, definitely, definitely that going on. Um, we, uh, we have our, uh, we have our first, uh, first grandchild due in a few months and that's kind of getting exciting. She's in her last trimester. So our granddaughter. Maggie. Yeah. The daughter-in-law. Thank you. Um, so for those of you who have been expecting mothers, the last trimesters full of lots of, uh, excitement pictures were taken and showers are coming up and um i think she just looks absolutely beautiful and um watching them go through this together has been a fun and a little bit emotional of a journey so we're excited to meet sweet little hunter joe in november in november and i think you have a you get an opportunity to see a 3d 40 18 d i don't know how many d's it is but um 3D, 4D, tomorrow at 4.30, I got to got invited to come and see. And I've heard these ultrasounds are really like seeing the baby. Like, we're going to know what she's going to look like, which is super cool. Yeah, you and I, we didn't, we didn't spend any time knowing what the sex was going to be or any of that sort of stuff. We, I mean, we did. With either child. We did the ultrasound, but it was just the basic. Yeah. I they couldn't didn't have tell. all that technology yeah, back I didn't then. know what was what. They pointed to stomach and brain and heart, and I said, sure, if that's what you say it is, because it was just a blob. <laughs> just a blob. Just a blob. They're cute blobs, but just a blob. Um, so. And then, uh, you know, we, uh, we've, uh, we've got our trip coming up, so we've got, uh, we actually got two trips we're coming two up. Two trips coming yeah, up. Yeah, so we're... We're heading down to the Bahamas in a couple weeks after Labor Day, um, and that's going to be really fun. Looking forward to I'm that. Excited. We're going to swim with the wild pigs. Swim with the wild pigs. For some reason, that's a big deal. I don't understand why, but it, that's what I'm reading everywhere. Yeah, so we're, if, 
if you have any uh, thoughts or opinions on that, I'd love to hear it. And then we're headed to the Bourbon Trail yep. in October. With some great friends of ours. Yep. So we can celebrate some birthdays. So we'll do the Bourbon Trail and maybe we'll find a new bourbon or what have you. Um, so that'll be, that'll be really good. We have a couple of those uh, distilleries booked. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of distilleries... We were down at uh, we were at a bar a couple weeks ago, um, and the bartender introduced a, a bourbon to some, a couple sitting next to us, uh, which was called Same Old Moses, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it is from the Wandering. What's the name of the distillery? One, Wonder Folk Spirits. Wonder Folk Spirits. It was the first distillery in Oklahoma. It's in Guthrie. Uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, which was the state capital for a period of time. Uh, during statehood and uh, we uh, you know those of you that know Oklahoma or don't know Oklahoma you know we've always had interesting liquor laws uh, and uh, so it wasn't until 2012 that you were able to actually uh, distill spirits Mm -hmm. and uh, sell them so we went and checked this place out and they have uh, a number of uh, uh, bourbons that they that they produce here in here in the state and then uh, they, uh, they also have a gin and a vodka that yep. they do um, and uh, a few other things that they do. So they have, uh, they have three brands. They have Same Old Moses, which is their bourbon. Uh-huh. They have Garden Club, which is their Spirits. gins and, and, and vodkas. And Prairie Wolf, Wolf, which is kind of more of the uh, well-price uh, uh, products. It's vodka, it's gin, it's those things, but it's more in your well. It's a well drink. Right. Used for well drinks. And what was with the Prairie Wolf? It's what we used to call... The, oh yeah, the, um, the folks that settled here thought that the, uh, the coyotes, because they had never seen them they, before, yes. uh, from where they, they came from, were wolves, and so they called them Prairie Wolves, so that's where that name came from. And they use a lot of history uh, when, they're, um, when they're creating their names and their what have you, but it was really neat to see in a small, most of you that don't know what Guthrie is, it's, it's in between Stillwater, Oklahoma and Oklahoma City, uh, out on I-35, um, going west, and uh, yeah. West of I-35, West yeah. of I-35, sorry, yes. And I would say more between Stillwater and Edmond. That's true. Because you don't even get to Edmond. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's a, it's a small, they're trying to maintain their small downtown, area they're trying to draw people in uh when we were there it looked like they were building like three or four new housing additions which they haven't had any growth forever Mm -hmm. um and so it looks like there's Mm -hmm. folks that are moving out of oklahoma city out of edmond into uh into guthrie and they're trying to prepare for that influx of people which was kind of neat to see Um, but the distillery was cool there's only from what i remember or looked up there's only four distilleries in the state of oklahoma that produce different types of uh spirits uh, and uh, which is really neat because it's always cool to kind of do the local thing. Um, I know we have a lot of breweries between mm-hmm. between Oklahoma City and Tulsa and everywhere in between, which is really really neat. Those popped up really fast, but uh, distilleries are always an interesting uh, interesting thing. So just taking this experience and then going on to Kentucky in a couple, well, in a month or so, yeah. to kind of see the the big production places that do the do that for a living would yeah. be really neat. Because they were, they were telling us they just ordered a new steel. Yep. And you give them the specs, and it is custom made. They're, it's not like they just yeah, crank these the things size out. Of the so space it's, and all the things. Um, it's costly. It takes up space, and it takes time. Yep. To do so. Yep. 
it was it was interesting way to spend an afternoon so it was a great drive great uh, great little tour and then i mean everyone's favorite is you know next thursday we uh, we kick off football season oh i almost said what's well, next thursday <laughs> Woohoo, go folks so, it's time so college football starts uh, kicks off next week actually it starts a saturday i think it's nebraska versus northwestern on saturday okay. is the kickoff and then uh and then next week, it really gets rolling during uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, starting with Thursday games, which OSU plays uh, Central Michigan. Um, and then uh, I don't remember who OU plays. or Kent State, plays. I thought. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe that's right. The kids are going is the only reason yeah, I would know that. Maybe that's right. But uh, but uh, it's finally here. No more... Uh, no more uh, um, Cornhole. Cornhole or, or axe that, throwing or... What's the new one where it's like a little trampoline and you throw a ball on it? Oh, spike ball? Spike ball. Spike ball. That's apparently a yeah. thing now. So, so all these tournaments that are on ESPN. Now, the Little League series has been fun to watch. I've caught a couple of those games and those yes. there has been some inspirational moments in those. Yeah, kudos and a shout out to our Oklahoma team with the the uh, sportsmanship and um, that's that's been... Fun to watch. Yeah, that was that was awesome mm-hmm. uh, to see that, and just just overall, I think it's brought a little bit of excitement, and it's it's fun to watch baseball at its purest form, versus watching you know these guys that are making thirty five million dollars per game, um, watching these kids just sell out and play hard because they love the game. They still they're still in love with the game, yeah. uh, playing for all the right reasons. So uh, that's been kind of fun to watch this year, and and and. Uh, and experience so but uh, we're excited about football season uh, should be fun this year um, and uh, then obviously the pros kick off you know the week after Labor Day which will be a blast um, there's a couple be interested to see how Malcolm Rodriguez does in Detroit seems like he's having a great preseason but it's going to be kind of fun to see what kind of linebacker he develops into but uh, anyway I know Laurel's eyes are glossing over so no I actually like Malcolm <laughs> Rodriguez I get that I just um I don't know all the stats that you know. I watch the games. I like the uniforms and. I like the uniforms. You know, so. <laughs> I like the uniforms and the wine bottle labels. Well, <laughs> I don't know why that's a problem, but uh, I I watch. I know most of the stuff. Oh. So, I'm not that girl. <laughs> anyway, next topic. <laughs> Who's that girl? <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna be singing that. <laughs> what is that for? What year is that from? Early 80s, I think. Yeah, there was even a movie after it. There was an old Madonna tune. Old Madonna tune. So, no, so it was, it was uh, we were talking and it was, it's been kind of interesting. We have some friends that uh, have, uh, we have multiple friends actually that have ventured into new businesses or expanded the business that they had, doing new things in it. And uh, it, got, uh, it got me thinking because obviously when we first met, uh, some odd 20 some odd almost 30 years ago 30 years ago this week yeah 30 years ago this week wow time flies um you know I was that guy that was taking risks and jumping out there trying new things and and uh, I think we were only dating probably for a few months when I jumped out there and opened up a restaurant yep and uh tried my hand at uh, opening up a restaurant while I was in college and then uh have owned a clothing store for a short period of time mm-hmm. Um, sold both of those, um, but there's a lot of lessons learned from from those. Obviously, knew how to do the cooking part, knew how to knew how to do the service part, um, but uh, 
the balancing of the checkbook was not always my uh, not his strong suit. My, not my strong suit, but the lady at uh, the lady at the bank there in Stillwater used to meet with me once a week and help me kind of iron out my uh, expenses and my my balance so that I was making sure things were getting paid. So um, I had a lot of help, and that's what it's all about having that community come around and support you. But uh, it was a little tiny lunch shop in downtown Stillwater that uh, serviced all the lawyers and the and the and the people around town and we we ventured to do some sorority and fraternity parties as well and those were always kind of interesting and fun um late nights could have uh, been a disaster but they could have been a disaster didn't get I didn't, too crazy didn't have an elevator we only had stairs going up to the restaurant so that could have been a mm-hmm. that could have been something and then uh you know across the street we we ventured into a clothing store uh, while the restaurant was open a buddy of mine and i decided that we wanted to get into the clothing store and and uh, that was uh that was definitely an interesting moment because neither one of us knew anything about clothes and fashion. Yeah, I think we mentioned that on here once before. Did we? When y'all went to market yeah, and that's came back true. with everything was blue. Everything was, it was blue. Like fifty shades of blue. Yeah. And uh, next time you took a girl. With that's you. right. Yeah, we did. We did. I think we did talk about that. I think we. Meant, I don't know which episode, but it, I think it came up for some reason. Yeah, but we ventured. We ventured down those down that path. Um, had had many restaurant experiences um, between national chains and, and private mm-hmm. uh, regional chains and, and those kinds of things. Um, and then uh, we, uh, Laurel and I started a, a restaurant here in Tulsa, uh, a, a wing business, yeah. chicken wings, mm-hmm. and uh, did that for six, seven years, expanded pretty quickly. And uh, we uh, had great, great success. Obviously with anything, it's, there's ups and downs, there's, there's, there's Ooh. high levels, low levels, <laughs> learnings, a lot of learnings. If you but, want to test your marriage, open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of moments. Uh, you know, when we first opened the very first uh, store, we were the first tenant in the shopping center, brand new shopping center that was being built in a new and upcoming area, not too far from where we lived. And uh, we, uh, I obviously left for a while, did some training, came back, set the store up, and. You know, it was kind of some of the learnings that uh, we we had a we had a fine timeline. We were going to open, we were going to get going, but uh, you know, we were going to try to open before Christmas, before the holiday, before the uh, first of the year. Uh, this was around Christmas time. We wanted to open before January first to kind of get that New Year's Day and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, the parking lot had never hadn't been poured yet for the shopping center, so obviously we couldn't get our uh, certificate of occupancy because there's nowhere to park. Yeah. And uh, so we were pushed back a little bit. Um, then we tried to push to get uh, open for uh, before Super Bowl. And then we realized that that, that would have been would a have been big disaster. mistake. That would have been a disaster because Super Bowl wound up being our biggest day of the year every year. Yep. Um, there was a lot of prep that went into uh, uh, there. Would be, there was a lot of prep that had to uh, go into that. Uh, in order to make that successful and be able to get everybody their wings on Super Bowl Sunday, um, but we, you know, we uh, one of the great things that came out of that is we we had a really good staff. Um, mm-hmm. God, at least for the first two three years, we had the same folks. No one really left, yeah. and if they did leave, they recommended their a sibling. <laughs> a sibling. So we had brothers and sisters that were taking the place of their older brother and sister mm-hmm. leaving for college. Um, so it was a blast and we grew that business every month, every year. Um, and then we opened up a second one and then a third one and a fourth one. And, 
and uh, and then the economy kind of took a turn and employees kind of got a little bit harder to find here and there so uh, we uh, we did a lot of things that uh, we tried to do a lot of things to keep things moving and going we we sold some we lost some we closed some um, the company asked me for a while to come in and train and help open mm -hmm. stores around the country and so I did that as well but uh, but uh, we 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 had our finances right, we, we had the food right, we had the people right, and uh, we did a lot of things, but, uh, but as you got, it was those, uh, those moments where you woke up at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning and you turn on your camera to a, a location that was two hours away and there wasn't anybody in the place doing prep, yeah. and that was uh, getting in your car and rushing as fast as you could to get there to make sure you could open for the day. Um, but, uh, you know, starting a business isn't easy. No, and, definitely uh, not. And uh, learning how to maneuver and uh, manage the business is always uh, something that's fun and interesting. And uh, having have pe people do make things good. And, uh, and they, can, they can also make things bad. But uh, we, had a really, we had some really great relationships that stem from those restaurants. Oh, yeah, people we are still friends with today. Yep. I mean... Not just employees, but customers. Yeah, customers for sure. And uh, we, you know, there were some there were some life lessons in there. I, I mentioned earlier we talked about uh, we talked about God's timing and His His promises and all those kinds of things. I was wondering where you opened with that, and I didn't know where we were coming back to it. So I'm... yep, so we're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. It's a long story, but uh, no. So we um, when we when when we decided that we had some moments that. Uh, uh, look like we needed to uh, to make some uh, serious decisions. Uh, you know, the boys were probably what were the boys around? Uh, that would have been two thousand two thousand seven, two thousand eight. When we finally yeah. shut it all down, two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight, and that was in the height of kind of the recession era at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, how old were the boys? Two thousand eight ish. Eight and eleven. Eight and eleven. That one should have been easy. He was born in two thousand. Ah, that's true. He's thanks, an easy one. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> they were still little for yeah, they were all little. intents and yep. purposes. They. Yep. But uh, we, uh, you know, there's, and I think I, I think I, I think I shared with every, I think I shared this before too. But you know, when you, when you take that leap and you, you have everything invested in a business, you, you're, and that's what people understand and don't understand about small business. I mean, you have everything vested in making that successful. And that was one of the things that we, we did and we were committed to as a couple yeah. going in. And, uh, you know, that first, God, was it the first three months? I basically was there nonstop seven days a week mm -hmm. from open to close. There were yeah. moments that I took naps in my truck out back in the alley. I used to load the boys in the van in their pajamas. And come down there and you'd sit in the alley behind it and read them their bedtime story and then go back inside and I'd bring them back home. Yeah. So that sounds kind of, geez, kind of pitiful, like you just left your kids. But the point is you made it work. They never felt neglected or left out or an afterthought. We just, we had a zig and zag with it, but um, you were always present. It wasn't like you just only worked. You, yep. you still made the home life and dad an equal or a more important role is yep. we just had to do an extra step. We had to do an extra step and a lot of small business people do that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the, one of the really unique and cool things that happened was 
you know, my, my 14 or so employees, they basically grabbed me and said, look, go home. We got this. Yeah. You've, you've shown us what to do. <laughs> we can do this. Yep. Get out of here. And so we were able to start pulling back a little bit and taking days off or taking hours off yeah. at a time and slowly just kind of unwinding and, and not letting the business run our life or dictate our life, but actually let the business operate. Yep. Uh, so that was good. And I know I'm getting back to the God's promise and, and God's timing. But uh, in 2008, um, you know, a couple of the locations that we opened, we had five at that time, I think, four Three. You had three. already sold Broken That's Arrow. That's right. I already sold one. So we had three three remaining. Uh, one or two, a couple of them just uh, were, not, uh, were not making it. So, uh, you know, obviously one location was carrying the weight of two. And uh, so we had to, uh, you know, basically come to the realization that it was time to exit stage right and uh, cut our losses. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that. Um, obviously working with our vendors, working with our landlords, working with our bank, trying to find the right solution to exit. Um, and and uh, at the end of the day, we, we paid most of the vendors off um, and then had to, you know, file bankruptcy. I'm, it's okay to say it now. It was, 20, it was 15 years or so ago. And we um, came out mostly unscathed, yeah. I think. I, we, we planned accordingly. Like I said, we took care of everybody that we could take care of. We definitely took care of the employees. Oh, yeah. Never had a tax issue. Oh, um, God, no. We, that was one of the things that we were set up to do from day one. We would never, we would never miss a tax payment. We would never miss a payroll. So those are the things mm-hmm. and the sacrifices we made. Even if we couldn't pay ourselves, um, we made sure those things were done. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we did that. We, we kind of paused a little bit. And, uh, and obviously, you know, the stigma that, uh, especially the stigma around bankruptcy is, is kind of scary. And it's kind of, um, you know, it will kind of smack you in the face from a, from a well, from, from a, a normal person, but also from, from a man. Because, you know, we, us men take pride in, in supporting the family, doing what's right. And uh, especially when you own a business, so you never want to do that. But our bankruptcy didn't stem from doing anything wrong, no. um, except maybe growing too fast. That's growing too fast without the, without all the systems right. and processes but in place. There wasn't any sketchy activity. There nope. wasn't any nothing like that. But nope. it still, I think it it affected both of us a little bit differently. Um, and obviously, we wanted to make sure the kids were not. Affected. Affected by it, yeah. so we shielded them from anything like that. Yeah. And uh, we um, we we learned a lot from it. We uh, we mm-hmm. sold one of the restaurants off. We closed the other two. We, we sold the main restaurant off. Right. We closed the other two. Um, you know, I say God's promises and God's timing. He he was um, very interesting. Uh, he was able to provide our house, even though the house was up as collateral to the businesses, but there were certain things that took place that we didn't even realize took place that uh, allowed us to uh, keep our house Mm -hmm. and uh, not have to uh, forego that, which was fantastic. I had some uh, friends that stepped up and let me kind of help them do some things for some odd jobs here and there while we were trying to figure some stuff out. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, being the, the, prideful person that I am. I had, I struggled with it for a little while, but, uh, I gave you about a week, gave me about a week to snap out of it. But what I learned during that is when you are really uncertain and you're really scared that the bottom is falling out, like 
what if I lost my house? What if I don't have any words for my boys to go to bed tonight? Yep. And, and that became a very true reality for just a few minutes. It was just a few minutes. But that is when you get on your knees and because you have nowhere else to go. Right. It is it is a prayer after a prayer after a prayer. And I am definitely one of those people who prays more when um, the bombs are going off around me. Like any of us. I think that's us. natural. Yep. You know, when you're hanging by your fingertips on the I've side learned, of a cliff. I've learned more now to pray daily versus praying yes. in the in the yes. in the heat of the stress. Correct. Yep. But I think you learn that because of times like this yep. that if I would just get it together every day, then maybe I wouldn't panic so bad because I would remember in hindsight, look at this time that was so bad but God came through. Yep. Look at this time but God showed up. Look at and if you stay in it every day, those times and those promises they're more at the forefront of your head. They don't get lost. Yep. And so you can rely on that and remember, I was down at this day, but this is what happened. And I was, yep. I think it's, I don't know if that's kind of where you were headed with that's all that. But kind of where I was headed with that. I mean, we had, um, I had opportunities with other, I, I went and took interviews with other places. None of them seemed to fit right. Um, had a couple opportunities to leave the state, but again, wasn't ready to do that with the kiddos to disrupt their lives at the moment. Right. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, I was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, so, you know, you hire a, you hire a, uh, 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 an executive search company to kind of help you start looking because I haven't worked for anybody in seven or eight years or so. I'd been doing my own thing. And even prior to that, I was working for a small regional chain uh, that uh, was family owned, so even right. that wasn't very corporately oriented. And I, I started a restaurant again, even in, during this time, for like a brief moment, uh, a little breakfast place, uh, and sold that mm -hmm. uh, when when the time came uh, to move on. But uh, we, uh, I was on, and this is this is the God part, right? Because He always provides, uh, even when you're not even expecting it, when you're least expecting it, when you don't know uh, which way to turn. But uh, on Craigslist. Selling, selling some used equipment uh, from the restaurants and some other stuff on there. Back in the day, Craigslist was the place to go to, to get rid of stuff. And so I was doing that, but uh, there was a place on Craigslist, a tab on Craigslist that said help wanted. And it's like, who and the, what kind of jobs are on Craigslist? Because that can't be good. And obviously, as you would expect, there's like credit card salespeople and insurance salespeople positions and, and, uh, uh, route, you know, like free to lay type route jobs and, and exterminators and things like that were on there. But there was this one job that, uh, that I thought was something else. We thought it was an oil and gas yeah, company. We thought it was an oil and gas mm -hmm. company, which I knew nothing about, but I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. We're from Oklahoma. Yeah. We have oil and gas. We'll figure it out. Um, you put it in your car. No, that's not oil. That's gas. But, um, I, so I sent off a resume and within 30 minutes I get a phone call. And they asked if I could do an interview. And so I did an interview with them that day. And then they uh, called me back, I think about an hour later, mm -hmm. and uh, scheduled me for follow-up interviews, one in Dallas the next day, then to Tampa, then to New York, and then back home. And uh, all that happened within like less than 
48 hours. No, it was like a week. Cause we went and bought you that ridiculously expensive suit. Oh, that's true. Suit. That's true. Yeah. And, and I didn't have a suit, so I needed a suit. And since I was going to New York, I was like, well, I need something that's... <laughs> and we didn't have any money to yeah. buy the suit. <laughs> so we went and bought a suit that was outside of our norm and outside of our price range, especially in the moment. But uh, we uh, we made that work and uh, I went and uh, we were... Uh, we were um, what was really unique about that is the gentleman uh, that... Uh, I still talk to this day and that was my boss for a period of time and that uh, hired me. Um, he had just put that job uh, posting up probably about 30 minutes earlier uh, because he was frustrated that the position had been open for so long and wasn't getting any um, any bites. And uh, when I sent my resume in, he uh, they, they called me and he pulled that, he was asked to pull that down 30 minutes after I had submitted my resume because they didn't know he had posted on Craigslist. When they said it wasn't professional. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't the, the type of recruiting that they do. So they were even skeptical about the guy applying from Craigslist. But, anyway. but you had a window yep. of 30 to 45 minutes to yep. see that yep. and to apply yep. before, unbeknownst to us, he was taking it down. Yep. Um, it's just one of those things that... And then the job was in, I'll let you finish, because that's just hysterical. Yep. So I, I had been in restaurant and franchising all my life, and, uh, and so the, um, the opportunity came to, uh, to enter the, uh, the hair care industry, which is what I do today. Um, I work for a, a, a big company that deals with hair care and hair color for professional stylists, and uh, I, uh, you know, I had to learn. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Although we interviewed in July, was it July-ish? Uh, I think it was July. Maybe, but you didn't start till like October. I didn't start till October because <coughs> they were on a hiring freeze. All, all I could do was kind of hang out. So I, I found odd jobs and did some things in the meantime to, to have some income come in because I just knew that this was going to happen. Uh, just It just felt right. It felt good. You know, God was knocking on the door saying, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. And uh, finally in October, they... they um, they sent me the offer letter and said sorry for the delay and and uh, God that was 2008 and uh, mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still in that organization just in a different role so over the and it's been a blessing ever since it's been a blessing um, ever since I've people been, we've met places we've gotten to visit yep. opportunities we wouldn't have had advanced every year that mm-hmm. I was there for the first three four years and, and I haven't bought shampoo and I don't know how long <laughs> neither have some of your friends. <laughs> But uh, those are that's kind of where I was going with with God's timing and promises because he's he's always got you and it's just us being vulnerable and humble uh, enough to just pause and listen and take the chance that uh, that he does have um, our best interest at heart and he's got a plan for us mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's not I always I always tell people that the Landing at uh, landing at the, this role, landing at this job, where I've had have met some very smart, intelligent, networked people, um, and then having the ability to have some mentors that are just top notch uh, that have been in this organization for a long time, um, and and help guide me and sponsor me. Uh, and you know there was there was a lot of things that uh, that I've had to do in this role in 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 closing down a facility that had been in Tulsa for thirty plus years, 
uh, and employees that had been around for that long as well, having some, you know, talking some in, of them into taking a, a leap of faith with me and transferring to Tampa uh, and going down to Tampa uh, and working, and they're still there. Um, and, and uh, you know, m- the, the conversations about me transferring to, to Tampa at some point, but, uh, you know, us working together to realize that, uh, that I'm able to, to work from home and travel and do the things that, that needs to be done from, from Oklahoma so that, uh, you know, I could make sure that the kids were stabilized and take care of my parents and, and uh, be around their, their close community of friends. Cause community, we were having that conversation yesterday, yesterday. in church mm-hmm. community is important whether it's your church community, whether it's your friends community, whether it's your family community, they're all those things interact and they, they, uh, they intersect at different points and times of your life. And some communities go away, some new ones are formed, um, you know, and it's just been, it's just been magical to watch. And then just over the last, I don't know, the last five, six years, I mean, I see, I see God's promises play out more and more every day in different moments uh, of our lives and it's just been just been amazing i don't know i've I've been doing all the talking no i would i would agree with everything i think definitely as i get older um we're not as busy with the day-to-day with the kids and the what is busy we heard this yesterday oh someone at Sunday school said um being under satan's yoke yeah busy um, so I guess we decided some of us in class were Satan's minions because of that, which is insane. Um, but we are not bogged down the day to day. We're not doing meet the teacher right now or back to school or fighting a car pickup line or a bus schedule. So we have a little bit more time each day to be still and to reflect where I didn't have that when my kids yep. were little, I could have had it, but yep. I don't want to get up at four o'clock in the morning yep. to be, you know, the crazy so I think that has something to do with it too. That this, the older you get, first of all, you have more to look back on. <laughs> There's more past maybe than the future. Yeah, no kidding. The um, future's getting shorter. That's depressing. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes you have to really stop and just think about that too. In this book I'm writing, there's a lot of that kind of in it where you really just had to have the faith that this was going to be okay. Yeah. Because... God is faithful because when he tells you that the promises of Abraham and the promises of Moses, you know, those are the promises we have today. When he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, do not be afraid. That was good in, you know, Deuteronomy and it is good today in 2022. And I, I think the older we get, the more I can look back and say, yes, I know because I was here and now I'm here. I don't know if that made any sense. No, it does. I mean, what's what's funny as you say that is this morning we were in Joshua 21, Joshua 21, 22, Joshua 21, and uh, it was the it was the fulfillment of God's promise to Jacob, right? Jacob, he promised Jacob 500 years earlier or so that they would have this. He would give them land, and his and people would multiply. His people would multiply, and this was the fulfillment of that because all the land had been allotted. And uh, Israel was created. So well, you want to hear something even weirder? What's that? Mine this morning. Yeah. I did a seven day. The last seven days has been about prayer. Okay. Today's was praying on the promise, praying around ah, the promise. Well, look at there. Remember the promises and pray from that. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And there's some other stories that obviously, you know, and maybe that's another conversation that we can have someday is about God's promise, but his miracles too, because we've witnessed a number of those. Well, that kind of goes with the book. It uh, kind of goes with the book. and um, I'm making them wait for that. They're I know. So we'll, we'll dive into that story soon. But I would even say that this, this was a miracle because this, this, this career, this job at the time was a job, but it's turned into a, a great career. And uh, I'm actually leaving for Tampa tomorrow for, for off-site meetings. But uh, the, um, the, the career path that this has taken up me has exposed me to more things than I would have ever mm-hmm. thought. Um, it was a totally, it's been totally a unique education and a maturing for me too, because back then I would have been in my twenties, late twenties, mid twenties, mid to late twenties. Um, early thirties. Yep. <laughs> He's going to okay. be 50 early in two 30s. weeks. He forgets how old he is. Yeah. So that'd be, that will be the, uh, that'd be the next podcast is the reflection of 50 oh, and, I like that. Uh, doing all that sort of stuff. But, uh, but anyway, no, it's, uh. And, and I'm sure we can dive into this a little bit deeper. Um, happy to uh, dialogue with you. Um, I think we've created an email that was... Uh, uh, I haven't was checked it recently. It is oki918 at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. Yeah, oki918 at yahoo.com. Um, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, but... Uh, this has been fun. I know it was kind of high level and, and big, but uh, with some big undertones and meanings in there. But, uh, you know, the one thing that uh, I want to leave us with is that, uh, you know, God, God's promise uh, and his timing is always there. Uh, he's always faithful. Um, you just have to lean into that faithfulness and, uh, and receive it and be willing to receive it um, and not stiff arm him as a lot of people do. Um, so I just, you know, just think about that and uh, be in prayer. And uh, to your point, Laurel, is sometimes you just got to pause and listen because as Pastor Rick always says, he's always talking to us, yeah. but are we listening? Um, because, you know, if we're not listening to the voice, then we can't act on his word. Well, we're too busy with our list of needs, yep. yammering on about that too. Yep sit for a minute and I'm guilty yeah. of it I'm, and he's, he's not a genie so he's not he's not just uh, you don't rub the lamp and God appears uh, with things so um, but no I had uh, you know I, I felt like today was a good day to kind of be vulnerable and uh, be open and humble and, and I just wanted to share a little bit of that today just because there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of noise there's a lot of stuff around us in the world in our local homes in our communities um, it's, uh, and then just watching some friends of ours starting their businesses and they're having great success, mm-hmm. but we also see the startup, uh, challenges. And, uh, and so I just thought I'd bring that on a little bit because startups can be tough, mm-hmm. um, regardless of all the processes and procedures, you're still dealing with people and vendors and contractors and all that sort of thing. And then you're dealing with the stress of, is it going to happen? I remember, and now I'm going to go off on a tangent. That's okay. But I even remember the day that we opened the first restaurant. It was, I'd quit my job at Christmas time, which was scary. We opened late January, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So almost a month had passed without any income and didn't even have the sign on the building yet. And we opened in the evening at five o'clock. Um, 
not, nobody knowing that we were going to be there. Laurel was working at Albertsons at the time, so she couldn't be there for opening. Someone was watching the kids for us. I think it was her dad. Of course. And uh, and uh, we just we clicked the open sign on. It was the only thing in the center at the time, and uh, lo and behold, they came. Well, and do you not remember two of the people from Albertsons got off work yep. and went? They came back, and they're like, "I said, where have you been?" Well, there was a line, a line out the door and around the corner. Yep. And um, so I think I, that was like a sign to me that, okay, maybe this is going to yep. be okay. Because I was a little bit terrified. Terrified. I came from a family that did not take risks. Um, we uh, worked our 8 to 5 job and took our retirement and got our yep. Christmas bonus. and Did all those things. And they were good people. My mom and dad are yep. great people. But that they weren't risk takers. They yep. were, let's get the most basic savings account and money market and put it in there and we'll just grow it a penny a at a time. time. <laughs> so they were a little bit on edge too with, with this crazy shenanigans, but, um, it all, it all worked it out. It all worked out. We knew, we knew it was golden. And even to this day, which is funny, um, you know, 15, 20 years later, it's, we, we come across people from those days mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, man, we sure do miss your place. We sh- can you reopen? Can you make us swings? Can you do... <laughs> I, we still get that to this day, which is fun. It's it is it's fun. flattering. It's uh, it's awesome that we had that impact. Uh, we had a lot of customers that ate with us three, four times a week, and you know they were just chicken wings. They weren't anything over the top special, but uh, I think they knew that uh, the place was clean. Mm-hmm. They were going to be treated uh, with respect and and well, and uh, that they got uh, they got value for their dollar. So. Those were the things that kept people coming back, I think, more so than just the chicken wings. I agree. But uh, anyway, we hope you uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this podcast. I think we're on episode nine. Episode nine. Uh, we're slowly trying to grow our <laughs> grow our collection of uh, of podcasts. But if you have anything that uh, you would love for us to cover, uh, talk about, uh, if you have any recommendations or suggestions. Reach out to us on at, at uh, what was it? Oki918 at yahoo.com. And uh, reach us there. Um, we're also going to set up a social media account for, uh, for this podcast. So you can always reach out to us on uh, Facebook as well. And, uh, and uh, we'll give that handle out uh, soon as well. But uh, we do appreciate uh, all of those of you that are listening. And we will see you next time. Bye.